Welcome, brave listeners, to another frightening tale. Please visit me at frighteningtales.com for more scary stories. Or if you've written your own, please submit it for a future performance. Today's story, Off to Bed, is written by Mark Wilhelm. The front door was locked, and the lights were turned off. The thermostat was set to fight off the warmer summer night. I turned on the dishwasher. I might as well let it work while I sleep. And I climbed the stairs to my room, as I had every night. I brushed my teeth, used the toilet, and headed to my bedroom closing the door to the bathroom behind me. I undressed for the night, put my clothes in the hamper and made sure the closet door was shut like my irrational self likes. Then I got into bed. I watched an assortment of media on my iPad and then a short time later shut that off for the night. Closing my eyes, I felt my body relaxing, its weight caught by the mattress. The heaviness of the day drifted away from me. It would only be a few moments till I was swept into the land of Nod. That was when I felt it. The weight of something gather at the foot of the bed as though someone had come to stand at the side of the bed and then sit there. It was reminiscent of my childhood, like when my father would have those life talks with me. You understand when you're older, son, he'd finish. I sat there a moment and wondered if I really just felt that. After enough time, I shifted my weight and turned to look at the foot of my bed. But nothing was there. Just the soft glow of the streetlights on the other side of the curtain. I lay back down, wondering if I had actually felt that. Perhaps it was just my imagination. I've heard that as the mind moves to different states, its ability to sense things shifts. That must be what I experienced, I thought to myself and allowed myself to try and fall asleep again. In an effort to validate my current understanding of the situation, I slid my foot to where I felt the weight and it was uninterrupted. Nothing was there. Yes, I could sleep now. Returning to my previous position, I attempted to try again, closing my eyes, and it was then I felt the bed shift and heard the springs squeak, accepting the weight of someone sitting at the foot of my bed. It was such a clear and familiar sensation 
one that was once a blessing to feel, but now as an adult in an empty home, it was anything but comforting. I was frozen in fear. Who was sitting at the foot of my bed in the dark? Was this a vivid dream? Had I fallen asleep? Was this sleep paralysis? I was too afraid to move to pinch myself, so I improvised and bit my lip. I was definitely awake. Do I look? I took a deep breath, stealing myself, to glance at the foot of the bed. When the springs creaked and released themselves, free now of whatever was there. It left. I shot my hand out of my blankets and spun the rough edges of the disc that made up the switch that would snap my lamp to life. The room flooded with light. I sat up. Hello? Nothing but silence. The room was as I left it. I sat there, just taking in the normalness of things, and replayed what I had thought had just happened. The blue glow of my iPad danced in my face as I watched another in a series of internet videos. My eyes stung and the exhaustion pushed me over the edge of the question, should I try to sleep again? I turned off my device, laying it on the bed next to me, and slid down into the warm, comforting blankets. Ah, it felt so good to close my eyes again. Moments later, it happened again. I clearly heard the creak of the box spring absorbing the weight. Why is this happening? I screamed in my head. I was so tired. I didn't want to move. What if it thought I was awake? What if it knew I was there? There was something about the blankets over me that made me feel concealed from whatever it was out there, sitting on the bed. It was like there wasn't just a few inches of bedding on me, but rather several feet worth of material between me and it. I decided to slide my foot over to the corner of the bed to see if there was something there. I was horrified to feel the tightness of the covers resisting my approach, and finally the discovery of something solid there. But that was not all. At my approach, it shifted its weight and moved. My muscles burned as they froze with fear. This fear was not like the usual startle you feel when you encounter the unexpected. This was pure fear. My muscles were so tight and an effort to not move, to remain unnoticed, 
that they ached. My adrenaline coursed through my veins and I could hear my heartbeat in my ears. It shifted and settled there, as if getting more comfortable. Was it waiting for something? Was I supposed to do something? Would I upset it if I moved? I was in a stalemate between my rational and irrational mind, and this thing. What could I do to outthink this situation? There was, there was nothing in this room every time before, but I clearly felt something near where my foot had been, and the bed moved several times. My fingers reached for the edge of the blankets. Is that really something you want to do? Came a voice I was not expecting. It sounded unhinged, crazed. I mean, if you look, then you'll know. And if you know, you can't unknow. It's a lot to consider at the bull of a bedsheet. You've got a lot of things riding on this now. I do, I replied. Certainly, your very sanity is on the line. I mean, are you conversing with yourself? An empty room? Or something altogether more miraculous? Which is it? I asked. Oh, no, no, no. You'll not get off that easily. This is entirely your choice here. After all, you'll be the one ultimately that needs to deal with the repercussions of your actions. I wouldn't dare take on that kind of responsibility. So, what do I do? I replied. What any red-blooded person would do. You make a choice, and you live by it. For better, or for worse. If I choose to just fall asleep, will you go away? Again, not so easy. You'll have to do that to find out. Perhaps I'll eviscerate you while you lay there. Or perhaps I'm you, and this isn't really happening, so nothing changes. There's one way to find out, dear sir. Make a move. Let's get on with this. I was so out of my element. I could swear I just had a conversation with a disembodied voice, which made some very good arguments on what might be happening, and I was very sure that I could feel it there, at the foot of my bed. The room at that moment seemed unnaturally quiet. I was so fatigued, but fear had me anxious and nearly shaking. I was sweating, but felt cold. I felt so indecisive at that moment. Thank you for that 
heaping helping of fear. Have you finally decided what, if anything, you're going to do? No, I haven't. Stop pressuring me, I retorted. Who's pressuring? I am just curious how this will play out. Well, well, you'll have to wait because I have no idea what I'm supposed to do right now. You're supposed to stop sitting on the fence. Own a path your life takes and reap all it has to offer. I do make choices. I have a great career and I own my house. I don't need to answer to the likes of you. I said, feeling a little put off by this line of questioning. Oh, I'm sorry, did it hit close to the bone on that one? Methinks thou doth it does do much. <laughs> and it laughed at me. I wasn't about to say another word. This was all in my head. This was just in my head. I was just arguing with myself. I was. Wasn't I? Why is this happening, I thought. Trying to rationalize it all. Trying to bring logic back to the table. I had to look at all the moving pieces here. I, I was home alone. I had eaten leftovers for dinner, watched a television show with a glass of wine, and then went to bed. It might be that the leftovers had expired somehow in the fridge, and, and this was all a food-related incident. Digestion could bring on weird dreams. Perhaps this is some sleep thing. I decided to pull the covers up and try to sleep. So that's it. You're throwing in the towel and going to sleep, it said. I am, I replied. You're just dinner from tonight affecting me. It must have spoiled. <laughs> I've been called many names before, but that's a new one, it mused. Aren't you the least bit curious? What could be out here in your room? I know what's out there. The same thing as the last two times I looked. Nothing. It was then I felt it shift and noticeably move the bed. I'm afraid I don't care much for where this conversation is heading. You're passing by a real opportunity here. I'm tired. I need to rest. And you're not there. Seems we're both going to have to deal with the fact that we're not getting what we want right now. I thought you said choosing to sleep was an option. I'm choosing sleep, I said. Well, it's not a good option. Not the adventurous one. Something wondrous could be here in your room, sitting on your bed, conversing with you. You're not the least bit curious? Hmm? Nope. I replied. I'm beginning to see why you're lying here alone. Who'd want such a stubborn person in their lives? I'm not about to engage in a conversation 
with myself about my love life. What love life? Look at this room. Plain and empty. Everything in its place. You're boring. And a prisoner of your routines. I'm not boring. I'll have you know I enjoy many interesting things. I've been to several outings this past month. Now who's compensating for something? It's clear that you are boring. And that this routine is all you have each night. Then along comes this wondrous novelty seemingly out of the ether to sit by your side and you haven't the slightest bit of curiosity. What is here? Boring, it said. This was all beginning to upset me. Where fear once was, anger bubbled. My siblings had teased me for being boring for being too cerebral and taking satisfaction in the quiet moments, told me I'd never find love if I didn't get out of the house and do something. They didn't see that I was doing things, things I quite enjoyed. And now this thing barges into my room and sees to kick the bee's nest? Well, I'll show it who's boss. Listen here, I said, sitting upright. I'll not be talked to in that way in my own huh? Gotcha, it said. Oh, don't fret. You see, I too have my own routines. My own rules that I must follow, it said, turning to me on the bed. Its dark, glossy skin more like clumps of black hide. I can't harm you until you see me. Normally we try to go after the little ones, but they're far too likely to hide under the covers. And the more you prod, the tighter those covers get. But when I switched and tried my hands on their parents, oh dear old mommy and daddy became what's for dinner. In a way, it's not unlike the old vampire tales. Can't come in until invited and all that, it said, slowly pulling the covers off of my bed. It's the old ways. It was just something that we were sworn to. Gives our prey a fighting chance, I suppose. I've never really cared for it until I had made the switch. It's so satisfying giving the gears to grown-ups. But I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself formalities and the like. It lifted its forearm and a needle-thin spine shot from its flesh hitting me square in the chest. It stung for a moment and then I started to lose feeling in my body falling back into bed. We can't have you trying to get away. Would be awful for others to find out I'm lurking about their neighborhoods. And besides, I'm so terribly hungry. With that, it leaned down and took a huge bite out of my leg. I felt nothing, though. The thing that immobilized me must have also numbed me. And all I could do was sit there in horror as it slowly devoured me.
been listening to Afterbed by Mark Wilhelm. Oh, I hope you've enjoyed this frightening tale. And if you should find yourself in possession of a frightening tale you'd like shared, please submit it through frighteningtales.com for a future episode. Only submit stories you own the rights for. To do otherwise is just evil. Do tune in again for another scary moment. If you're brave enough. <laughs>